recording. It is. So, hello, I'm Nick Bircher, and this is the Nordic Future Makers podcast, a podcast about innovation and change. In today's episode, I'm talking to Henrik Jarl, who is CMO and Chief Marketing Officer for CDON.com, which is the Nordic region's largest e-commerce site selling everything from books through to electrical items like Apple earpods. So, um, Henrik, hi. Thank you for, for meeting me to talk about things. Um, hi, thanks for having me. T- tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do here. So my name is Henrik. Uh, I've been working with CDOM for about uh, a year now, uh, actually almost exactly a year now, um, which has been really exciting um, going into e-commerce, the, the core of e-commerce. Uh, I've been working with e-commerce for basically my whole career, but in different uh, aspects. Uh, so I had eight years with Bonnier Group, biggest media group in the Nordics. And then I had about seven, eight years with Sony Mobile on a global scene. And then uh, a startup, Cronaby, for four years. And then now CDON for one year. So uh, exciting uh, last year, I must say. And your job here, you're the, the chief marketing officer, which, so, so what does that mean if, if you're doing that at an at a big e- e-commerce company? Well, basically, um, it's basically taking care of all the marketing functions. I'm also responsible for customer service. We try to connect uh, the customer experience with, uh, with marketing and brand, of course. Uh, so uh, it's brand, it's uh, performance marketing, what we call it. Basically, how we acquire a customer uh, through different marketing channels, online channels. Uh, it's also the retention area, so uh, CRM, email marketing, and so on. And then, as I said, uh, customer service, which is basically uh, handling customer service for our own um, uh, warehouse, but also for uh, the marketplace, basically. Okay, and that's across Sweden, Denmark, the that, whole region? That's across the Nordic region, so basically Sweden, uh, Denmark, uh, Finland, and, and Norway. So. Uh, exciting uh, region and many people say that it's basically one country or one region but it's really different actually Uh, four different cultures and uh, long countries and uh, four different uh, languages and currencies and so on so it's pretty uh, pretty diverse sweden more advanced than other places or or Um, same kind of level well, I think uh, Sweden is the biggest market for us, um, and I think in, in, in some ways Sweden is a bit more advanced, uh, but we see a very mature uh, market also in Denmark and uh, Norway. Okay, so your head office is based in Malmö, so your day job is in Malmö? My day job is in Malmö, so that's where all the all the people and employees are uh, in normal times, not in uh, Corona times, because now we... Many of us work from home basically the whole time, although we come and visit the office for uh, for some days. So you're you're kind of doing this this bit across everything, and and I noticed um, earlier this year you launched uh, the CDON Awards mm-hmm. for correct for e-commerce re- e-commerce retailers, or is it people who are selling on? Well, CDON? I mean in the e-commerce uh, e-commerce industry basically, of course, a lot of uh, merchants uh, selling on uh, CDON, but also suppliers and uh, different partners. Uh, so that was really an exciting day. We invited people here to the office and showed the office, and we had external speakers coming here. We had an author and uh, some other people as well. Um, and then after that, we went to the to another to some other premises and had the uh, CDON Awards. Some uh, 
nice party and some uh, celebrations where we awarded great uh, retailers, basically, or uh, merchants. And were there any themes or, or trends that you saw coming out of that? Well, I think generally people uh, in the Nordics, people try, start to realize uh, the advantages with the marketplace. Uh, I think uh, our market here, our region here is not as mature uh, when it comes to marketplaces as as in many other big markets. Uh, so I think people started to uh, have started to realize and, and realized during the day of uh, all the advantages with the marketplace, where you basically what we can see from what our merchants say is that they have their most often their own business, uh, whether it's a physical store or, or a web, web page. Uh, but what they do with us is just on top, so adding revenues to their existing uh, business. Okay, so this, this is where it's not you selling it, it's you giving a platform for other people to exactly. sell Exactly, so, so we start, CDON started off 21 years ago with our own, uh, our own homepage, oh. with our own products in stock and so on. And so we were basically an e-commerce retailer, but we're, we have changed that strategy massively. So it's uh, mainly marketplace today where we bring merchants on board. So exactly as you say, they use our platform they use our uh, our competence in the area and our marketing machine, and then they jack into that and uh, see additional business uh, revenue streams coming on top. And you've got new tools now through is it Connect? CDN yeah, exactly. Connect so we ha- so we have a, a connecting platform, um, which is so first of all helping all the merchants to bring their products on board because that could be tricky sometimes, but we have a. Uh, a crawler basically and different ways of uh, adding uh, um, putting their data their product data and other data uh, on board on, on the CDOM platform and then in in that platform there is also access to different statistics and data and also campaign tools and so on so they can jack into the campaigns we're doing all uh, all the time okay so this whole thing of data and performance this is this is something that you're helping people to develop. Yeah, definitely. I, I think uh, we see that as a as a USP with CDON. We really, really try to take care of the merchants, and we have an onboarding team uh, talking to them, and uh, of course um, making them feeling comfortable with CDON and what we can do for them. And then uh, once once they're on board, we we have an account team taking care of you as a merchant because we see. Uh, we see, of course, um, obstacles and uh, barriers for, for some of these retailers. Maybe in, in a few cases, it's uh, maybe one or two uh, person company, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not with the highest uh, digital skills. And then we can help them out with uh, all these things. In other cases, it's uh, very advanced digital players already. And then we don't need to offer that much help in that way. But then we can talk, uh, jump straight into campaigns and so on. That's kind of the, the performance side, but you also, you've kept the green, but last year, at the end of last year, you did the first, was it rebranding or? Yeah, exactly. So, well, we have seen uh, the CDON brand is really, uh, there is really high awareness um, in, in the Nordic region. Um, so I don't think we need to, of course, you always want to increase awareness, uh, but that is not the main um, main objective um, but we could see that um, there was a lot of rational attributes connected to the brand such as uh, assortment and price and so on 
which is really good, of course. Um, but then we could also see that there is uh, not so many emotional attributes connected to the brand. And that we wanted to change. So going maybe from a slightly positive uh, to a very positive, where you have emotions to the brand, where we uh, where people feel that we really take care of them, uh, treat them uh, as, as best friends, um, and... Uh, and um, put emotional attributes to it. So we started, um, uh, there is a model called Kneescope, which is going basically back to the theories of Jung, uh, where you take decisions with the emotional side of the brain uh, more than the rational. Uh, and then we, we try to find what kind of emotional attributes could be connected to CDON. And then we found our goal position and then just strive for that. And uh, in combination with that, we also felt that, uh, of course, we considered should we change the brand finally because CD-ON goes back 21 years buying CDs and music and all that. But we felt that there is such a strong value connected and it's pretty cool actually with CD-ON as well. So uh, all the young people, they, don't, they barely don't know what the CD is. So it doesn't matter what the name is. But we really felt that... Uh, uh, it's a strong platform, and if we uh, find our goal, our goal position and then strive for that, then um, then we can just uh, become even better. And and we also, when it comes to the logotype, we wanted to change that uh, a little bit because it was a bit more masculine and uh, and um, aggressive. Um, so we want to be a bit more familiar and a bit more welcoming and including. So that's why we changed uh, the logotype to what it is today. And how long does that take that that process? So was that that wouldn't have been a, a quick, quick? Let's have a meeting. Let's change the brand. No, um, in this case it was. I mean, normally when changing a brand platform like that, it takes years basically. But uh, we did it in a in a very uh, very speedy, I'd say, but very well worked through as well. Uh, to to from my perspective, so we did. We started. I came on board in April, and we started to. Um, look into this uh, Needscope uh, survey uh, and did that during summer and then we found uh, decided the goal position uh, and then um, changed the logo from that perspective from that time until we actually uh, launched the uh, executed the, the new logotype uh, was only like two months so it was a really uh, speedy process so full on full on and it was a bit risky a bit uh, scary to be honest because we went into the strongest uh, campaign period of the year q4 with black friday and uh, christmas and or holiday season and all that uh so but then we felt that we have nothing to lose people will understand and people will hopefully like it a lot so we launched it right before black friday basically and it was a very smooth process because i remember seeing it change and that's such a key time with singles day you were yeah. doing things around and black friday yeah and I kind of I looked at it and thought, are, are you crazy doing this now, or, or do, are you looking to get we more We are a bit crazy here, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you know I, I I never hesitated. I I was convinced that we will succeed, and uh, it's not a it's not a dramatical change. It's a, it's a logotype, but then how we try to charge it with the right values and so on. That's another uh, ball game, and uh, I think we're definitely on the right route there. So how you deliver on the promise? How we deliver on the promise and how we take care of the customers and, and really uh, invite uh, our family into the world of CDN and, uh, and into our uh, the way we do uh, 
business and, and so on, and where we can take help from uh, all the fans out there, how they can improve, help us to improve and help us to uh, do things even better. And I confess that Black Friday, I was one of those people, I think I read <laughs> it was every second someone was buying Apple earpods from each at that point. Yeah, it was Is a bit, right? yeah, it's, it's correct. It was a bit crazy there um, during the, the Black Friday. Uh, so it was enormous amount of orders coming in. AirPods going really well. We we actually selected the um, the Christmas present of the year, Örtsjulklapp in Swedish, um, which we did on data because uh, there is an, an institute in Sweden, Handels Utredningsinstitut, uh, who uh, do this every year. But that's more on a subjective uh, opinion, which is fine. They do a great job with that. But we decided that since we have a lot of data, we have 2 million customers, we have 100 million visitors, uh, we have so much data, so how can we predict the, the Christmas present of the year, which we did. And that was the, uh, the um, headsets, basically. And uh, AirPods selling uh, was the top seller among uh, headsets. It seems to be all, all the youth of Sweden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of the uniform. It, now. It's part of the uniform. You, you need to have it. <laughs> Again, that... From experience, that's not something you plan for for a few weeks. You have to have a big build-up to Black Friday. Oh, yeah. That's um, that's enormous. And uh, it was a really fun time as well. I heard when I started in April last year, I heard about the craziness over uh, Q4 and Black Friday. Craziness in terms of positive. Uh, but also, of course, huge workload and so on. And uh, as you say, I mean, we, we, we start to plan for it uh, during spring. Uh, and uh, we have uh, most of the things uh, set uh, in terms of structure but then of course when it comes to different deals and so on that is uh, that could be done uh, even a few days before uh, Black Friday so it's short lead times and a uh, lot of changes which we so we need to be on our toes and be flexible okay yeah and that, that I guess you're you're then having to optimize as you go along during that period because if things sell out, you don't want to be advertising them and you're yeah, no, changing exactly. things. Yeah, okay. so we need to be very quick, very flexible and, and change and, and see, of course, the trends. What does customers want out there and how can we serve them and be relevant? Because it doesn't really matter what we have in stock and what we want to sell. But it's more important what the customers want. So we need to be quick and agile in, in that sense. And I think that's a really interesting um, thing for me looking at your business and, and what you're doing because on the one hand you've got this data and performance and the marketplace and everything but then you've also got this this big project that you've done with brand and yeah. trying to kind of think much more deeply mm -hmm. it's not just about let's be cheap or let's deliver quickly exactly it's exactly the way through. and i guess that's partly from your background with what you were doing so before you came here you said you were with cronaby with yeah. trying to establish that as right. a as a watch brand. As a watch brand. So that was, uh, we actually did the same kind of uh, brand brand survey, the, the Needscope one, to find the, the position and we set it and then we strived in everything we did, we strive for that. Uh, but that was totally different because CDON is an established brand in the Nordic region. Uh, everyone or almost everyone knows about it, at, little, uh, at least a little bit, whereas Cronaby was totally new and uh, no one knew about it. So we, we we teased a little bit about it. We started to um, reveal bits bits and bits uh, over time. Uh, so we built up uh, an enormous interest, uh, not only in Sweden or Nordics, but also globally. 
uh, and uh, when we launched it, we had tons of uh, visitors coming, uh, pre-booking the the watches we launched and so on. So, uh, and we also worked a lot with influencer marketing, which was really successful because. Uh, Basically, uh, what was done in the watch industry was pretty traditional and pretty conservative. Uh, and we could uh, come with a really fresh alternative. To, first of all, a new technology with connected watches, but also a bit different design and so on. And with a lot of muscles behind uh, from investors and so on. So um, it was uh, totally different, but uh, basically the same principles of uh, how to build a brand. But how do you how do you sell that? So you say you had investors and you had all this backing, uh-huh. and the way that you would traditionally launch a watch yeah. had been set for years. Yeah, and then you come along and start doing events and yeah. massive kind of influencer programs yeah. and things. That that must be quite a big it was big a challenge to to get that approved. Big challenge, and uh, we we had to be brave and really put efforts into the things we believed in because no no one knew. We didn't know, and the watch industry didn't know what the next step would be. But we uh, had our faith in uh, connected watches and uh, believed in it, and, and just executed on it. And, and the first time we went to one of these uh, these watch fairs, um, Basel World, which is the biggest watch fair in uh, in the world, really really cool. Uh, and you know, money all over the place. People like uh, Rolex and the bigger. Companies investing uh, millions and millions uh, into the booth itself at the fair. Uh, we, first time we went there, we didn't have the watch done. So we came there, we said we will uh, <laughs> we will launch a watch and it will be connected and it will be from Sweden and uh, we will uh, start globally basically from the beginning. And that drew a lot of attention, of course. All the different watch medias uh, were really interested to hear and we could feel that Okay, these guys, they don't really know what they're talking about uh, because watch industry is uh, conservative and you need to have the knowledge and so on. But we, we had a strong faith in it. And uh, one year later, we launched uh, really successfully in 30 markets and uh, had so many articles and uh, influencers uh, not only connected to us, but also uh, freelancers and so on, uh, just writing about it because they thought about it. They, they believed in it, basically. So very strong experience. And with the influencers and and the kind of the ambassadors that you had, mm-hmm. how how did that happen? Was that people seeing you initially and coming to you, or was that you only only you selecting people? Or no, exactly. We we tried to have an honest approach with it because um, we wanted. I mean, all the brands always want the influencer to mm-hmm. believe in the brand or the products, obviously. Uh, but uh, with Cronaby and also here at Cidion, we really tried to, to meet meet the influencers and uh, make them believe in the story. And if they don't believe in the story, they're probably not the right uh, uh, people to work with in that sense. So uh, we really had an honest approach, t- talked about the company. Uh, and if they were on board, we got the long pr- partnership and worked for a long time together to, uh, with a long-term uh, objective. Because only doing... One Instagram post and then thanks and goodbye. That I don't really believe in that, and uh, it was not the recipe for uh, Cronaby nor for uh, Cidion. So you're very much into relationship rather yeah. than rather than just reach. Yeah, because it's also social uh, relation. I mean, uh, you 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 should have fun together. You should believe in each other, and uh, if you only do it once, then it's not a real friendship. So uh, yeah, long term okay. relationships for sure. And then before that, you were at Sony, so yeah. a huge global corporation. Yeah, that was work, working out of Sweden, but yeah. 
big, big. So what did you learn at Sony that you've applied since? And what do you think the differences are with, with how you were working then compared to how you're working now? I think uh, huge differences, obviously, with a huge company with uh, a lot of processes and, uh, and uh, huge teams doing uh, very specific things. Um, so I think a lot of um, lot of differences, but some similarities as well. I think the leadership is kind of the same. Uh, I think, uh, irrespective of if you are a manager on Sony or at Cronaby or CDON or even as I am coaching my daughter in football and son in handball, I think it's kind of the same principles: how you coach people, how you, uh, uh, of course, you have a strong um, direction as a leader uh, where you want, but you don't need to tell people how to do it because that they are experts; they know. Uh, even if you're a twelve-year-old uh, girl playing football, or if you're a senior. Uh, executive within uh, marketing or uh, any other area you know your your things and you just need a, a good coach to uh, pave the road basically for for people so show show them the way and then let them perform yeah. rather than yeah. trying to instruct them in every little thing yeah exactly and, I, and I, don't, I don't them. micromanage is not the if, if you need to do that then you have fail as a manager i think or leader so i really uh, help people uh uh, do their things and uh, but strive of course to the same goal what are you curious about now what what kind of what things are you seeing where you think oh that looks interesting i'd like to know more about it yeah um so thinking about that i think the agile way of working is really interesting i was close to it as at sony because our development team uh, worked in an agile way um, we worked Agile at Cronaby and we do it with development here at CDON as well. And I'm, I'm curious to see how the, um, how the businesses, how that will evolve, that kind of uh, working, because I really f- think somehow that is the future. Exactly how, I don't know. And that is really what I'm curious about. So I'm reading quite a lot about it. I'm asking a lot of questions here at CDON and also from uh, previous employers. And uh, I think... Not, I mean, rigid processes and rigid teams, uh, traditional lines and so on. I don't think that is the future. I really think that flexible uh, working, uh, that will be the future. And uh, speaking about Corona times and so on, I think that will definitely change the way we uh, we see on that. Uh, working more digitally. We were a bit, at CDN, we were a bit... Um, I uh, shouldn't say scared, but a bit hesitant. How will this turn out now when, when we send people to work from home and so on? Uh, but it has been tremendous. People really uh, work hard. Uh, they connect. They talk uh, over phone. They talk over, over Teams. They talk over Hangout. They talk over mail. They just make sure to communicate. And uh, it works really well. So I think uh, it was a long answer to that. But I think no, a- agile way of working, that, I think that is really the future. And that is what's making me uh, spike the interest in that. Interesting. So you, you're you're curious about change. Yeah, I've been always been working with. I love change. Uh, I mean, of course, you want positive changes and not negative. So I strive for that. But I think change is a is a good thing, and uh, that is really uh, something I've been working with uh, during my whole career, basically. So I've got to ask you, is that something you apply to your personal life as well? When, when, when was the last time you changed a brand or changed something in your, your own life? Oof, that is, uh, 
That is a difficult question. When it comes to uh, to clothes, I'm pretty interested in, uh, in clothes. Uh, and uh, there is one brand which is really uh, being honest with everything. So honesty is a key word. So they are honest with uh, where, where it's produced, what the cost is, the whole value chain, how that is built up. That drew my, uh, drew my attention. So that is... Um, I, I dropped a lot of other favorite brands in favor of that, so, uh, and that's e-commerce as well. So I hope I can uh, bring them on board to CDON as well. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking about. And what was the name of that brand, or is it uh, Asket? Asket. Asket. It's a Swedish brand from originally from uh, Stockholm, and okay. they're um, yeah they're doing a fantastic job, I say, both in terms of. Uh, quality of the, of the clothes and also um, the, the marketing because I don't think they're spending tons of money on the traditional uh, uh, channels but they're more reaching out through um, uh, organically and also uh, people just talking about it because they love the brand going back to this emotional side of the, of the, of the brand. So their brand story connected with you yeah, in a way that totally. it, it kind of it, it made you feel differently towards what they were doing yes. compared to what you had before. Yeah, very strong emotions to it and also uh, friendly to the environment uh, and uh, and the honesty. I think those two things are uh, putting my passion to, to place. Excellent. <laughs> Which I think from, from everything we've spoken about is probably a really good place to end. So yeah. <laughs> we kind of, we started off talking about CD on mm-hmm. and, and then we kind of went into brand and then we went back to some data and some other things and, and we finished on... On the brand again. On the brand again, which, <laughs> which is great. So yeah. it's been really nice to talk to you and, and hear Same. all about CD on and what you're doing and what you think about things and, and your kind of approach to everything. So, so I think Henrik is very much a Nordic future maker and I'm keen to see how, how CD on develops over coming coming weeks and months and, and years so i hope you enjoyed the podcast i hope you'll subscribe to the podcast and i hope you'll listen again in the future thank you Henry. thank you so much Nick.